What's up guys? Welcome to What's the Word. Today we're talking about... Happy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Happy. Happy? Why use many word when few word do trick? <laughs> Can right. you be happy? Yes. Like right now, mm -hmm. do you do you desire happiness? I think we all do to some degree. Well, so, then this is for you. Amen. Amen. This is going to be fun. Um, yeah. I'm actually really excited. We over the last couple of days, we've actually been kind of going through just different mm -hmm. keys for God to increase you, and um, and we're actually really excited about today um, because we're actually diving into some of like the root keys yeah. you know for to find increase just in the kingdom of god we're yeah. the root keys like this is we're going deep today deep this will mm -hmm. genuinely change your life mm -hmm. like this isn't one of those like this will change your life it's not mm -hmm. like 5 minute crafts yeah this will change your life guys yeah. amen so so uh just to recap a little bit um what we've been talking about is is we've been talking about keys to find financial increase in mm -hmm. the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, and doing this off of memory, I don't have to. I have notes. Thank you, Lord, for notes. Yep. Uh, having a kingdom first mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Seek first the yeah. kingdom of God and all these and his righteousness, all these things will be added mm -hmm. unto you. Matthew six thirty three. We got tithing, you know, uh, where you see in Malachi 3 where God mm -hmm. says... Um, Test me in this, and I'll pour out a blessing on you so great you can't yeah. even handle it. We got sowing and reaping, where, uh, I mean, you find in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, where Paul says, he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then yesterday we were actually talking about, uh, we were talking about fellowship. We were talking about love, mm -hmm. you know, and how everything we do is rooted and established in love. And we were talking right. about how in that fellowship with God, is yeah. where we find fruitfulness. Yeah. That's what we were talking about yesterday. If you haven't had a chance to look at those, I would encourage you to look at those. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, but today, we're actually going to be diving into some, of the, some more keys. But mm -hmm. these, keys, these keys are actually really foundational. And I'm actually really yeah. excited about these. Because uh, we'll be talking mo a mostly about contentment mm -hmm. and faith. Yeah. And I'm actually really excited about this. Yeah. I'm really excited. Me too. Well, I feel like... Most everyone feels like, mm -hmm. like they, like we were saying, everyone yeah. desires to be happy in yeah. life. But I feel like a lot of people think I'm to achieve happiness yeah. is far away. I'm going to do these things now so I yeah. can be happy later in life. Yeah. But God wants us to be happy mm. now. Yeah. He wants us to be content and satisfied in life right now. Yeah. It's not something far off that we'll achieve in the great yeah. by and by. Yeah. Happiness, joy, contentment, it's mm -hmm. all for now. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of people have that, like, the grass is greener mentality. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Like, over there, that's where the grass is going to be greener. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever I finally finish high school, you know, yeah. things will get better. And then yeah. after high school, whenever I finally finish college, things will get better. And then right. after college, when I finally get a job, things will get better. And then mm -hmm. we have the job, and we're like, when I finally retire, things will get better. It's yeah. like, all, this always... You know, things will get better whenever I reach Later. that next step. It's like, mm -hmm. Pastor calls it the, the arrival mentality, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, eventually I'll arrive, but until then, I'm just going to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like... Honestly. But that's how people think, you know. When mm -hmm. I get that car, I'll be happy. When I get that mm -hmm. new phone, I'll be happy. Whenever I... But, but that's actually very counter-biblical. 
Yeah, you know, it like, really is. Like, what did Jesus say? He said, he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and mm-hmm. have it abundantly, have life mm-hmm. to the full till it overflows. And when, when does that life come? It comes now. Now, yeah. Yeah. Like, eternal life doesn't start when you die. Eternal <laughs> yeah. life starts yeah. now. You know, I'm living eternal life now, life yeah. to the full till it overflows. I don't have to wait till later. I can actually enter into it now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and one of the verses that I wanted us to kind of walk through, because, you know, the vein that we've been kind of following through, and before we, before we get into this verse, um, let us put in the comments, um, put in the comments, I can live my best life now. That sounds like a, that sounds like a self-help book. <laughs> live your best life now. Um, but, but put that in the comments. I can be happy now. I can live my best life now. I can be satisfied now. You don't have to put all of that in there. You but if choose. any of those stick out to you, put, put it in the comments. Yeah. You don't have to wait till later. You can actually walk in this now. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll be looking at Philippians 4. Uh, we can start at verse 11 and okay. just start reading. Okay. Uh, Philippians 4, 11. Not that I speak from want... For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Mm-hmm. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Amen. I mean, like right there. See, see. When we read the scripture, a lot of people mm-hmm. misinterpret the scripture. Yes. Like you recognize yeah. that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people take the scripture and they make it out to mean that life is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, like well. Paul, Paul was miserable at times. He was, and he was happy at times. He was, he was discontent and then he was, con- like people say he was poor and then he was, re- and they, they take yeah. all of the, they, when they read this, they just assume, well, life is a bunch of mountains and valleys. You know, it just yeah. goes up and down roller and up and Roller coaster. Down. Yeah, that, that roller, yeah, yeah, like a roller coaster mentality. Like that's, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible no. doesn't say we go up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. The Bible actually says in Proverbs, the path of the righteous like the morning sun. It just gets brighter and brighter until the full light of yeah. day. Amen. Oh, I looked at the wrong camera. Man, amen. <laughs> No, it just gets brighter and brighter until the full light of day. That's yeah. that's what the sorry. I just I had to do that because <laughs> we had great. a full conversation about don't look sure at the did. side cameras, and I just had to. <laughs> anyway, but the path of the righteous it gets brighter. It gets yeah. better. It's not up and down. What he's saying is, he there were different circumstances that he mm-hmm. came across in his life. Yeah. But what he's saying is he learned to be happy mm-hmm. no matter what the circumstances yeah. he wasn't moved by the circumstances mm-hmm. in his life yeah. he had something greater yeah that he was a stable person he wasn't yeah. living a roller coaster of emotional yeah. well it, i'm just in a valley mm-hmm. he was not moved by his circumstances he yeah. was happy no matter mm-hmm. what yeah and, and put this in the com in the com comments put this in the comments a temporary state does not mean a permanent struggle. Because here, here's what happens. Here's what happens to a lot of people. They hit a certain situation, mm-hmm. and then they set up camp. Yes. 
and then and then they keep quoting, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But they set up camp in the valley of the shadow of death. They don't. Yes. But here's the, what the Bible doesn't say: you set up camp in the valley of the shadow. Mm -hmm. It says you're going through it. Yeah. So just because you might be in a temporary situation, mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's life. No. Doesn't mean that's how. This is how things are always going to be. This is just because you hear people say, "Well, that's life. That's yeah. life. That's what all the people say." You know that song? <laughs> no. That one's before my time, actually. Okay, um, that would explain a lot. Yeah, but uh, but that's just how people think. Well, yeah. that's life. You know, life. That's what life will do to you. That's yeah. that's life. Who's life? <laughs> who is Not this mine. entity of life? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> who who is this life person that just wants everyone miserable? Yeah. You know? It's not God. Mm -mm. You know. It, yeah. See, and w literally, as you're reading through this, mm -hmm. and this is why a lot of people get it m mistaken. But if they actually looked at what Paul was really saying, what he said beforehand and after that, yeah. you know, he said. Uh, not that I speak from want, the New Living mm -hmm. Translation, he says, not that I was ever in need. Yeah. So, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then afterwards, he says, but I have received everything. I have an abundance. Yeah. So he's not saying that I'm, I'm a needy person in life. He's yeah. actually saying I'm abounding, and I can understand no matter what my bank account says. Mm -hmm. I can have a million in my bank account. I have zero in my bank account, but I can do all things. You know? Right. Like, the whole... Like, I can have 40 people trying to set up camp against me, yeah. you know, trying to yeah. murder me, but God can provide a legion of Roman soldiers to escort, personally yeah. escort me out of here so I can, yeah. I can preach the gospel in Rome. Literally, like, yeah. that's literally what, what Paul is saying. Yeah. He's saying, it doesn't matter what my circumstance looks like. My source is not myself. My source is God, and yeah. God is limitless. Yeah. He's limitless. He recognized who his supply was. Yeah. When we realize who our supply was, none of our circumstances matter. Yeah. Because yeah. we know who to look to. Mm -hmm. We know who's supplying us. Yeah. Yeah. God is our supply. Mm -hmm. And this is what Paul is sharing here. In Philippians, Philippians 4 is not Paul saying life is mountain and valleys. Philippians 4 is Paul saying, I can do anything. Yeah. I can do all things. If God is calling me to something, if God is calling me to something great, and if God is calling me to increase, which he is, because mm -hmm. we've been spending so much time just going through the scripture, God is calling him to increase. Right. Be, uh, so Paul is saying, I'm going to increase no matter what things look like. Right. You know, like I, all of my money can be stolen mm -hmm. and I'm fine. I, mm -hmm. I'll make it by. I could, I could literally spend a whole year with mm -hmm. zero income, and then all my needs are met, mm -hmm. and I can go higher. You know that that reminds me. A couple years ago, my parents were on a trip in yeah. Florida, yeah. and they were with our good friends, uh, evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. and mm -hmm. uh, Carolyn Shuttlesworth, mm -hmm. and they 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 were in like a rental house, like an Airbnb or something like yeah. that. And they were at a meeting, I think at Dr. Rodney's, and the house got broken into, and like a lot of expensive stuff got stolen. Yeah. And so we were back home, and um, like my sister and I, and um, my mom called me the next day. She was like, just so you know, like everything's fine. We got broken into, um, like some expensive stuff got stolen and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing because most people would be like, oh my gosh, like, mm -hmm. like that was that was a lot, like yeah. or. Like, that was sentimental stuff, too. Yeah. And my first reaction, like, I had just woken up, and I was like, okay. And my first reaction, I just started laughing mm. so hard because yeah. I know who our supply is. Yeah. Even though it was thousands of dollars of stuff that got stolen. Yeah. 
It's not the circumstances that right. decide what my reaction is. It's, it's I know who my supply mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I know who my family's supply is, and that's yeah. the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and you look at that. It's, again, your circumstance doesn't determine your joy. Yeah. What I'm going through doesn't determine whether I walk in joy or not. Yeah. I determine that. Yeah. So if I choose to walk in a lack of peace and a lack of rest, or if I yeah. choose to just freak out, how am I going to get by? How, mm -hmm. how are we going to make through this? How are mm -hmm. we going to be able to afford to, to make all this back? How am I, how am I, how, I'm going to have to start moving money around and I'm going to, you know, yeah. like we can spend so much time worrying about these things, yeah. but we're never going to really get anywhere or mm -hmm. we can just stop and rest because we have to make the choice. Who is my source? Because when, yeah. we, when, we, when we reach a situation, we're like, all right, I'm going to have to sit down and I'm going to have to figure that out. We're making ourselves the source. Right. You know, or I can actually rest and recognize my God's got this. That's, what, mm -hmm. that's where, why Paul is saying, I've learned to be content whatever circumstance I'm mm -hmm. in. That's literally what he's saying. I can be content in whatever circumstance I am. I can be content when I have $0 in the bank account and in five hours I have to make a, like I have to pay yeah. $500 in a bill. I can be content and yeah. rest knowing my God will supply all my needs. Now, you gotta, you gotta actually be led in that. You know, you right. have to make sure that you're being obedient. If you're not, right. if you're out of obedience, you know, you're you know, <laughs> That's, it's not always going to work in out. In your own hands. But when you are when you are operating in covenant with God, when He is yeah. your Lord and you're being led by Him, mm -hmm. and you're in a situation that you're like, how can this be favorable? How can this mm -hmm. work out for me? You can actually find rest in that. Mm -hmm. I actually like what Paul says in Philippians chapter one. Mm -hmm. You know, the the same. Um, book he's writing to the same people but he's writing from prison when he says this you know mm -hmm. yeah. he's writing from pr prison and this is what he says to the philippian people he says actually you know my chains have served to advance the gospel yeah. like he's a little he's literally looking at the situation and he's saying this is a good thing yeah <laughs> you know people are getting saved even the people are who are in prison are hearing the gospel even yeah. the people who are in prison know why i'm here and they know that, that yeah you know that that there's a lord for me and so yeah. like no matter, that's why we said, like, a temporary circumstance doesn't mean a permanent, you know, right. a permanent struggle. Yeah. So just because things might look weird and you might be like, how am I going to get through this? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that that's where you're going to stay. You can yeah. actually find rest and joy knowing God will work it out. Yeah. And you can be content in that. Yeah. See, this is where, <laughs> when, we, when we're talking about financial increase when we're talking about prosperity when we're mm -hmm. heck we even spent all last week talking about increasing your vision you know yeah. so yeah. like we're talking about increasing your vision like seeing greater how so does That's this no coincidence yeah yeah so like how where's that balance then you know because here's what contentment is mm -hmm. um uh contentment because we, we actually had this conversation yeah. beforehand what yeah. is contentment because like uh, you were saying like you kept hearing contempt. Contempt. Contempt is bad. Not We're that. not talking about contemptment, and we're not co talking about complacency either. Right. Um, we're talking about contentment. This is mm -hmm. see contentment is being satisfied where you're at. It's being right. It, it's it's a place of humility where you're saying, Father, thank you. All that I have is yours. Mm -hmm. All that I have, you've given me. You've blessed me with it. I am satisfied and I am content with all that you've given me because it's from you, and mm -hmm. I thank you for it. That's contentment. Contentment yeah. breeds yeah. thankfulness. Contentment right. breeds thankfulness. It, it causes us to glorify God for where we're at. Mm -hmm. It's not, and it's not complacency where we're just like, 
you know, a, a false sense of satisfaction where we're like, yeah. I'm good with where I'm at. I don't need to go any higher. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people can get that mixed up. Mm-hmm. But see, cont- contentment is rooted in humility. Yeah. Con- complacency is rooted in pride. Because complacency right. is like, I've got it together. I'm fine. I don't mm-hmm. need to go higher. I, I, as long as I have enough to meet my needs, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, but con- contentment is, no, thank you, Father. You've given it all, and I'm thankful for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what contentment is. Yeah. You, see, you actually see it in um, the, the, it, Israel whenever God led them out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And we kind of teased this a little bit yesterday. But yeah. what happened when they got out of Egypt? They got out of contentment. You know, right. they actually got, they were discontented. They started to complain and bicker and argue. Mm-hmm. See, a lack of contentment causes us to complain. God, why am yeah. I here? Why am yeah. I in this situation? God, why, why, mm-hmm. why, why am I like this? God, I shouldn't be here. I should be at another level. I should be higher. Yeah. And that's pride. Yeah. You know, it's saying, God, I should be here. Well, if you should yeah. be there, you would be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and what, what happened because they were complaining? They actually didn't enter into the promise. God literally lined up a beautiful promise for them, a prosperous land full of milk and honey. And because they allowed discontentment to set in, they actually weren't able to receive the promise. Right. They weren't able to receive it. They weren't thankful. Yeah. And and this is, this is what I said yesterday and you can put in the comments, but if God inhabits our praise, Mm -hmm. then who is inhabiting our complaining? If God inhabits our, if God inhabits my praise, who inhabits my complaining? Mm-hmm. Recognize, compla- anytime people started complaining in the Bible, things started kind of unraveling and getting yeah. worse. Yeah. But when they begin to thank God and praise God, and this is what contentment leads to. Mm-hmm. Contentment leads to, put this in the comments as well. Contentment leads me to praise, while uh, discontentment yeah. leads to complaining. Mm-hmm. If, so what's the fruit? If I'm content, I'll praise my God. Right. If I'm discontent, I'll just start complaining. This, right. is, this sucks. This is the worst. Why am I here? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if God is leading me, if God is guiding me, I, I can be content no matter mm-hmm. what my circumstance is because he's got it. If I'm complaining about where I'm at, if I'm complaining about you know, what God has given me, the job that he's given me, if I'm complaining about all these things, what, what's happened is I've taken my eyes off of God mm-hmm. and, I've just, and I'm becoming self-centered and I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah. And I'll never go higher because of that. Yeah. Well, they started in, they started complaining because they didn't have faith yeah. that God would supply their yeah. needs. That's They're like, true. well, we're just going to die out here. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Yeah. They, they didn't have faith that God was going to supply for them. That's true. That's yeah. a lack of faith. And then they, mm-hmm. and then you started seeing everything fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. A lack of faith breeds that discontentment. Mm-hmm. And, and I just wanted to bring up one, one quick verse and then we'll move on to the next key. Uh, but, but this key is, is crucial contentment. Yeah. I need to be satisfied. I need yeah. to be content because I have God. What else do I need? Honestly. Right. Um, but, but if I have God, he's the God of abundance and he'll supply all my needs. But mm-hmm. here's what, here's what Paul says in uh first Timothy chapter six. And in First uh, uh, Timothy chapter six, and I'm going to start at um, uh, I'll I'll just start at verse five, um, and actually I'll go back. I'll start at verse three. If anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with the doctrine conforming to godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing. But he is he has a morbid interest in controversial questions and mm-hmm. disputes and words. 
of which arise envy and stripe, abusive language, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of depraved mind and, and deprived of the truth. And then he says, but, so he's, he's talking about this wicked mindset and this wicked mentality of these people. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and these people suppose that godliness is a means of gain. So godliness in its, of itself is not a means of gain. Yeah. I think that's important for us to recognize. This is what we were talking about yesterday um, mm-hmm. where, where I, I, I brought up um, something that I actually learned from Bishop Boyadipo is that prosperity is not, a, in and of itself, it's not a promise. Yeah. It's not a promise. It's actually attached to a covenant. When we, mm-hmm. so, so yes, I can be godly, but, but there are, there's, there's a lot of stuff in scripture that says just by being a Christian, you know, like I don't prosper because I don't curse. I don't yeah. prosper because, you know, I, because I don't smoke or drink or, or, you know, cheat on my wife or all these things. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. prosper because of that. I prosper because I'm connected with my God. And when I'm mm-hmm. connected with my God, that breeds, as we've been talking about, contentment. And yeah. that's when he goes on to say this. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. Yeah. Like, I, I remember I posted, like, a ton of scriptures on prosperity. And then, um, and then someone commented on it saying, it breaks my heart seeing young people who think godliness is a means of gain. I'm like, do you not know the verse right after that one? Yeah. Where it says godliness with contentment. And, and I, like, I like the NASB where it says it's a means of great gain. Yeah. So great gain profits and comes about when we match our godliness with contentment. Mm-hmm. Great gain. So, so recognize, you hear this right here. This is why contentment is so important. Yeah. It's so important. It's so vitally important. As you are starting to get into, when we're, we can be content, we can only be content when, because we have faith. Right. We can only right. be content because we have faith. Right. Yeah. Well, just, just an analogy that came up to me is you don't see five-year-olds worrying about, mm-hmm. you know, they're out, they're out to eat with their parents and they're not worrying, how are we going to make this money? Yeah. Like, how are we going to be able to pay for this meal? Yeah. I'm not going to, they're not like, I'm not going to order the nice chicken nuggets because, you know, yeah. we just don't. They just trust in their father. Yeah. They, they trust. They don't worry about anything. Yeah. They're happy. Yeah. And they just have full faith in their yeah. parents. Yeah. And that's how God, God's our father. We're yeah. his children. Yeah. We should just be happy. He has us. Yeah. He yeah. has us. We have nothing to worry about. As long that, as we're obedient yeah. in Him, we have everything. Yeah. And, and see, faith, the biblical evidence of faith is rest. Put that in the comments. Yeah. The biblical evidence of faith is rest. So mm-hmm. if I'm out of rest, I'm not in faith. Right. If, I, if I'm in a place where I'm discontented and complaining and grumbling and arguing, mm-hmm. I'm not in faith. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not in faith, how can I expect God to increase me? You know, yeah. if I'm not in faith, if, well, if I'm not in contentment, I'm actually in pride. And the Bible says he, God opposes the proud and gives mm-hmm. grace to the humble. Yeah. What's, what's grace? God meets you where you're at and lifts you higher. That's mm-hmm. what grace is. See, mercy is when God reaches down and meets us where we're at. Grace is when God gets down and empowers us to go higher. Yeah. And so that's what we're, we've been talking about is increase, yeah. you know? Yeah. So when I'm operating in a place of faith and rest, 
that, that gives God the ability to lift us higher. If I'm out of mm -hmm. rest, it's because I chose to actually step out of where God is. Right. You know, and faith, faith, so faith is actually the next key, you yeah. know, for that increase. We need to have faith. Mm -hmm. We need to have faith. Actually, if you look at the woman, uh, the widow, right? mm -hmm. uh, in First Kings chapter 4, First Kings chapter 4, if you look at, so this woman, she's a widow. Nope. 2 Kings chapter 4. Oh, we're close. So close. 2 Kings chapter 4. Is that the right chapter? Because it, it better be. Hey! Yeah. So you see this woman in 2 Kings chapter 4. And what happens is she, she's in debt. Her mm -hmm. husband actually got her into debt. Um, yeah. And he died. And then... The creditors come and they're mm -hmm. saying, we're going to have to steal your kids, essentially. Yeah. If yeah. you don't pay off this debt, your kids are going to be ours. Yeah. Like, what a messed up world <laughs> Terrible. Um, I'm just thankful that I don't live in that world where, like, creditors, like, come to me and they're like, hey, you haven't paid your student loans in a couple months. We're going to take your children. Like, what? <laughs> All you have left to give us is your children. So, you know, ugh. I'm just thankful. Anyway, so the creditors are getting ready to take her children. She's not in a very favor favorable situation. Is she? No. No, not in the no. slightest. And as, as this is all happening, here's what she thought. I need to go to a man of God. She goes yeah. to Elijah. Elisha. Elisha. Shaw. I always get them mixed up. Like, I always get them mixed up. She goes to Elijah, and she says, she shares this whole situation. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on in my life. And what does Elijah say? He doesn't say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're in this pretty tough situation, you yeah. know. I mean, life is a bunch of mountains and valleys. You just kind of got to learn to deal with it. Yeah. It, it'll work out, I'm sure. Eventually. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can get them they, back. They might take your kids, but, you know, you'll just have to learn to, you know, life, that's life. You yeah. Know? No, he life didn't say that. Ticket. And he didn't even say this, oh, man. That sounds like a really hard situation. Here, let Gehazi bring the money back. Look, how mm -hmm. much do you need? No, he didn't even do that. Mm -mm. He, he actually said, what do you have in your house? Yeah. What, what do you have in your house? And uh, she said, uh, my, okay. She said, uh, she, he said, what do you have in your house? Mm -hmm. And um, she said, nothing. She lied, first and foremost. But, but here's, yeah. here's the thing. She got so much in that discontented mentality that without recognizing it, she lied to a man of God right. in his face. Right. You know, why? Because the enemy has been messing with her mind and telling you, you have nothing to give, you mm -hmm. have nothing to sow, you have nothing left. And so whenever he said, what do you have? It just came out of her, nothing. Yeah. And then she caught herself. She was like, wait a second. Yeah. Actually, no, I have a little bit of oil, yeah. but that's it. Just a little bit of oil. It, hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this. This is, gonna, this is a good point. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to soak on that for a minute. Your miracle is not in somebody else's hand. Your way out yeah. is not in somebody else's hand. Stop trying to like go out and tell people your problems hoping that they'll, that they'll give you yeah. a handout. Your miracle yeah. is not in somebody else's hand. Your miracle is actually already in your own hand. God, the Bible says he provides seed to the sower. Yeah. Your, your way out is already in your hand. Yeah. He, so Elijah, Elisha is telling her, what do you have in your home? Not, well, did you ask your neighbors? Maybe they can give you something. No, he said, what yeah. do you have in your home? Take that, sow it. Mm -hmm. Sow it. 
And then you'll, and, and that's where the blessing comes. And yeah. that, seriously, like anytime I read this, I'm thinking like, can you imagine the headlines? Right? <laughs> like pro- prophet comes up to like, well, actually you look at Elijah. Why, why is he doing that? Because he saw Elijah do the same thing. Yeah. You know, you had the woman um, who is gathering sticks about to eat her last meal with her son. They're going to die. And then Elijah's yeah. like, actually, give me some of your bread. Yeah. Make that meal for me. Yeah, give me that bread. Like, seriously, a prophet goes to to widow and and takes her last meal as an offering. But here's the thing. Did that woman starve? Mm -mm. No. Did this woman lose her children? No. No. Where was their miracle? Was it in the minister's hand? Was it in somebody else's hand? Or was it in their own hands? It was in hers. Recognize this. If you want God to bring you higher, if you want to experience that increase, never, oh, this is a, this is a trap that I have fallen into. Never say I have nothing to give. Yeah. Never say, well, you know, I'd give, but I don't have anything to give. I, I, I'd tithe, but I don't have enough. It's it, such a big deal. It, it is, more than we realize. Yeah. Because, see, this is when Jesus said, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Right. You know, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mm-hmm. And part of that, that mammon is that mentality that I'll never have enough. If, and, you, don't, if you don't have seed, uh-huh. that means you're not a sower. Because he gives seed to the sower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hear this, because the Bible says that angels are ministers of salvation, right? Yeah. They're ministers of salvation. They're, they're actively working to bring salvation to you. And part of mm-hmm. salvation is part of salvation sozo is is provision and prosperity. That's actually yeah. if you look at the definition of sozo, right? The gospel is the power of God unto sozo salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be sozo saved, which mm-hmm. that that's the Greek word. It mean it means a lot of different things, not just yeah. redeemed from sin, but yeah. redeemed from the curse, which part of right. that is lack. And so uh, angels are ministers of God unto salvation, but they can't minister salvation until a confession is made. Mm. They're waiting for you to make that confession. That's why, you know, that's why we have to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. They're waiting for you to give them permission to bring, uh, to bring sozo salvation to you. Check this out. The kingdom of darkness works the same way. Mm. There. You know, just like there's angels over you waiting to minister salvation unto you, there's demonic forces just waiting for you to give the word. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to give. Boom. You just gave Thank them you. free yeah. reign to ensure that you never have anything to give. Yeah. And so I remember me and Serena, we were talking, and I was thinking, man, I, don't, I just don't have anything to, and then I stopped myself, it's like the Holy Spirit, like, it was like, don't finish that don't sentence at all. That. I was like, no, we have something to give. And yeah. then because I started to say that, I, I immediately was like, okay, what are we going to give? Mm-hmm. Because at that point, we had $0 in our bank account. Yeah. It's like, what do we have to give? Because I'm yeah. never going to let myself say I have nothing. Because that's a lie. Right. That's a lie. If right. you have a shirt on your back, you have something to give. You know, yeah. If you have shoes on your feet, you have something to give. What we ended up yeah. doing was we looked through our house. We were like, okay, here's a bowl. We can give that. Here, mm-hmm. you know, We were just looking. There's right. stuff in my house. Because right. that's what Elijah said. Elijah said, what do you have in your house? Yeah. You can give that. Yeah. You know? And when we did that, all of a sudden, it unlocked something and we just started increasing. Yeah. Like, we just started increasing. Yeah. See, that's what contentment and that's what faith leads you to do. 
right. my God is my source. And if he said, so whatever you sow that you will reap, when he says, you know, um, when he says, you know, like the widow with the two mites, yeah. she had something to yeah. give. And I guarantee you the next time they took up an offering, she still probably had something to give. She yeah. still, they were, like, she gave all that she had. And I guarantee you, Jesus said she gave more than anyone in this offering. Like, yeah. she's not going to stay there. <laughs> I guarantee no. you she did not stay yeah. there. Jesus saw her faith. And any time Jesus saw someone's faith, a miracle took place. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guarantee you a miracle happened in her life too. But, yeah. but this is why we need to choose contentment and choose rest. No matter yeah. what the circumstance is, we can choose rest. Yeah. We can choose rest. Put that in the comments. I, today, I choose rest. Mm-hmm. I choose to rest today. It's a choice. It's not mm-hmm. everything's going well, so now yeah. I can rest. Mm-hmm. It's a choice no matter your circumstances. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. And and, and here's the beautiful thing, because we've been talking about this multiple times. I, I feel like this can be just, just an extra key for you guys is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving thanksgiving just give thanks that's why paul said i believe it's uh, somewhere in the bible but he said rejoice always yeah what is that put on joy always not Mm -hmm. if the situation is favor favorable or unfavorable no i choose to rejoice Mm -hmm. rejoice always pray continually pray without ceasing Mm -hmm. there's serena she says it's a choice i just wanted to read your comment because i got happy that i saw you were on hi serena that's my wife everybody um, Serena says, it's a choice. It is a choice. Yeah. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything. Mm-hmm. What? Give thanks. Give thanks. Yeah. In everything, give thanks. Notice he says, in everything, not when you come out of certain things. Yeah. In everything, give thanks, mm-hmm. because this is your spiritual worship, or is, this is God's will for you. It's one yeah. of those two. <laughs> but I'm, I believe it's, this is God's will for you. Yeah. It's God's will for you to be thankful in everything. She says, ha, ha, hi. Uh, <laughs> rejoice <laughs> always. Pray, pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks. Yeah. Kevin, can you look up what the, uh, the scripture reference is for that? Um, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give mm-hmm. thanks. Because thanksgiving is evidence of that faith is present. Yeah. Thanksgiving is evidence that, um, that God is present. Yeah. Picture that. Because what? Yeah. He inhabits your praise. Mm-hmm. He inhabits your praise. We enter into his courts with thanksgiving. We yeah. enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. Yeah. So when we praise God, he shows up. Mm-hmm. Put, put that in the comments. When yeah. I praise God, he shows up. This, this is so real mm-hmm. that I've, like, I've had to make it a part of my mm-hmm. just lifestyle. If yeah. I start to feel like just, mm-hmm. just off, like yeah. just having an off day, I'll get in my car. I'll go driving. I'll just thank you, God, <laughs> that I had coffee this morning. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, that it is such a beautiful day. Look at the clouds and putting on that praise. It is such a real thing. It's mm-hmm. not just, all right, well, let's give thanks to our God. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a real thing. And yeah. immediately the situation changes because yeah. I'm he inhabits the praises yeah. of his people. I'll just start yeah. praising. I'll start <laughs> making up the most random of songs. It might be yeah. to a tune of a Disney song. But like, yeah. thank you, God, for this day. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But just yeah. praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's good. No, but seriously, though, praise him. Mm-hmm. Praise him. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him in the mighty heavens. Praise him. All the earth praise him. You know that song? 
Nope. I think I, I butchered the lyrics for sure, but okay. there's, there's some song that I've heard there's at some, some point in my life. But, but I don't think we recognize the power of it because yeah. praise makes, praise provokes God to action. Yeah. Um, like we said, when I praise, he shows up. Um, you see that when Jehoshaphat sent the praisers first, they're going to go yeah. up against three armies. And yeah. he's like, you know what? Let's put the people with the trumpets in the front. Can you imagine that? that Put the people nice. with the trumpets and the in the in the guitars up front, and they and they can sing and stuff. Yeah, you know, like, like, you, you don't you want the people with the weapons in the front, or are, do <laughs> you want these people battle? to die? Like, p- p- picture if we did that today, right? Uh. You're getting ready to go into to certain like a uh, war where there's pretty much certain death on the other side and you're like you know what yeah. let's take a bunch of guys put give them guitars and let's yeah. have them go 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 into battle first yeah. like can you imagine all the people looking at the the president or the king and just saying do you want these people to die what's wrong with you do like, you know how battle works <laughs> seriously yeah. yeah like like seriously like picture this though men who have wives and children you know yeah. you're sending them into battle weapons yeah you have to have faith yeah. right you have to know that you know that you know that you're gonna win this battle because you're literally sending all these people with wives and children to certain death yeah. but he sends but he sends that out and when he sends when he sends them out um when he sends them out they they start worshiping, they start praising, they start giving God the glory, and what happens? They show up to the battle and everyone's dead. Yeah. Everyone's dead, and then they took three yeah. days. You know, we've been talking about prosperity, right? Mm-hmm. Took them three days to gather up the spoil. Yeah. Three days to gather in the spoil. Mm-hmm. So that like. I'm talking, and this isn't like nobody. This is like thousands upon thousands of people going in, right. picking up handfuls of stuff and carry them out, right? Yeah. All because they praised God. They show up. Yeah. They showed up. The battles won. God literally fought mm-hmm. for them. So when we praise God, He begins to fight for us, and we get the benefit. Serena says, "There's been so many times when Buddy and I have felt discouraged, and we've made ourselves dance to some praise music. It usually doesn't take long before we feel better." Yeah. See, and we're talking about how to be happier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, this is huge. There's something about when you choose to praise yeah. that it just takes off heaviness. It changes mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Well, and in thinking about that situation, mm-hmm. they weren't thinking, like, they weren't logically trying to figure, all right, we're in a predicament. How are we going to get out of this? Mm. We're probably all going to die. So logically, they weren't taking the situation yeah. into their hands. Yeah. They had faith in God. This makes no logical sense. It doesn't. But God is our supply. Mm. They yeah. had faith that mm. God was their supply, and they yeah. were happy in that. Mm-hmm. They were content. So whatever circumstance, whatever situation, mm-hmm. no matter how horrible things might look, the keys to, mm-hmm. to, that'll pull you out, contentment, faith, and praise. Yeah. Um, thanksgiving, giving thanks to yeah. God. Uh, I remember uh, in Matthew chapter 14, you see it in Matthew chapter 15 as well. Um, when in Matthew chapter 15, mm-hmm. here, here's what happens. We have 4,000 people. In Matthew chapter 13, you have 5,000 people. Um, 
but it, or Matthew 14, whatever, four, in chapter 14, there's 5,000, and 15, there's 4,000. But what's going on is you have all these people who are out here, and they're hungry. They're in the middle of nowhere, you know, yeah. and, um, and all these people are out here, and they're hungry. And again, where's the miracle? It's in what they already had in their hands. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't somewhere out there. They, they didn't have to take up an offering and say, all right, people, we're kind of hungry Let's take up an offering and let's figure things out, you know. Yeah. Um, all they had to do was, like, because this is literally, I, I love the way Jesus handled these situations. Um, like, the disciples uh, said, hey, we got to send these people away or else they're going to faint because they're so hungry. They're going to yeah. pass out. Yeah. And, um, and they said, and Jesus said, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Jesus had compassion on the people, mm-hmm. and he said he didn't want to send them away hungry, for they might faint on their way. And the disciples said, where are we going to get so many loaves in this desolate place to satisfy such a large crowd? And Jesus, yeah. and w- w- again, where did Jesus point them? What do you have? Mm-hmm. How many loaves do you have? What, what do we have in our hands? Because, yeah. again, the, our miracle is already in our hands. Yeah. What we need is already in our hands. See, again, this is contentment. Yeah. You know, this isn't... Well, you know, someday I'll have enough. No, it's already in your hands. Yeah. You know, you already have the faith that you need to move mountains. Yeah. You know, it's already in your hands because the Bible says he has given to each of us a measure of faith. The Bible also says you just need the faith that's the size of a mustard seed and you can move a mountain. Yeah. So we have a measure of faith, which is probably at least the size of a mustard seed. Yeah. We have all that we need to move a mountain. And mm-hmm. in your hand, you have all that you need to change your situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jesus goes on. It goes on. Jesus says, how many do you have? They said, just seven and a few small fish. Then we know what happened. He had everyone sit down. And then, and then uh, and he took the bread. Oh, here's, here it is. Matthew 15, 36. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and giving thanks. That's what he did. He said, mm-hmm. Father, thank you for this bread and this fish. Thank yeah. you for what you have placed in our hands. Thank you that what is in my hands is enough. Yeah. I actually heard, uh, who was it? Um, Bill Winston. He said, if what's in your hand is not enough to meet your, meet your need, it's seed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if what I, what I have in my hand is not enough to meet my need, I can sow it. That's yeah. what the widow with the two mites did. That's what the, the widow who, who was in debt did. This is what I have. Yeah. I just have this little oil. I'm going to sow it and pour it out into other jars. Yeah. The woman with the, the, the other uh, widow who was with her last meal, she sowed it, and then her flour and oil never ran dry. You mm-hmm. know? So if it's not enough to meet your need, it's seed. Put that in the comments. Yeah. If what I have is not enough to meet my need, it's seed. Actually, Serena and I, we actually did that recently. Um, we, we had a bill that was coming up, and we realized we don't have enough in the bank account for that. Mm-hmm. And so what did we do? We took what we had and we sowed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's... The opposite of logic. You know, my brain logic says, no, you, you got to keep that and, and figure things out. And you'll probably have to pull in from other sources. No, but that's if I'm my source. Yeah. But I'm not my source. Yeah. And we didn't get into the situation outside of the leading of God. I feel like I need to keep clarifying that. Yeah. Because people can be stupid, spend all their money and be like, oh, how am I going to get by? And it's <laughs> really their own ignorance because yeah. Jesus did, God did say my people are perishing for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. You know. But, um, but, you know, we were being obedient and we recognize, 
And God gave us peace. Again, mm -hmm. you can have that peace in your spirit. That's contentment. Yeah. I yeah. know God's going to work it out. Mm -hmm. And he did. And yeah. so we gave thanks for what we had. We sowed it. And then, and then more came in yeah. to where we were able to meet that yeah. bill. Like, that's how God works. Yeah. I, just in thinking of this, it brought up the scripture in 1 Corinthians 10. Mm -hmm. um, in verse 13, it's saying, No temptation has overtaken you, but yeah. such as is common to man. Yeah. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. Mm -hmm. You are never going to be in a situation in life mm -hmm. where God doesn't have a way of escape for you. Yeah. Like, there's rest in that. They mm -hmm. were sitting in that, in that field, and it looks like we have to feed these people. If, if they leave, they're going to mm -hmm. faint because they're too hungry. If they yeah. stay, they're going to faint because they're too hungry. Yeah. What in the world is going on? Yeah. But they were in a situation, and they had faith. Mm -hmm. Jesus knew we're not going to be in a situation without a way of escape. Yeah. There was a solution that God had for them already yeah. prepared. Yeah, yeah, that's who God is. Yeah. He, he brings solutions. He yeah. doesn't bring problems. He brings yeah. solutions. So, like... Like, even in the circumstance that you could be in, doesn't mean God's the author of that circumstance either. No. Re recognize, the devil wants to keep you small. Yes. There's nothing the devil wants more than to keep you small. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, you know, as we're talking about being content and being satisfied where you're at, that doesn't mean that's where I'm going to stay. Yeah. That doesn't mean, because that's complacency. Complacency yeah. is, I've, I've arrived, I'm where I need to be, you know, and then we just kind of stay there. Yeah. Contentment doesn't lead us to stay where we're at. Contentment mm -hmm. actually leads us to grow because mm -hmm. godliness with contentment is a means of gain. Yeah. So, so like this is where, this is where I guess it's good to bring a clarification because all last week Pastor talked about increase your vision, increase your vision, yeah. increase your vision, increase your vision. Have a high and a great vision that yeah. God is going to take you higher, that there's no limits to Him. Mm -hmm. And contentment doesn't lead us to be like, well, you know, I'm good with where I'm at. No, contentment is, man, there's so much more that I can go, but I right. recognize that my God, my God is faithful, He is good, and He is taking me higher. Yeah. And so, so we keep that vision. We want to have a high and a lofty vision, but we don't want to be so focused on that vision that yeah. we just become discontent. I should be in a different place now and start grumbling right. and complaining. No, no, no. Right. I, ha I have a vision that's given to me by God, and I thank mm -hmm. Him for that vision, and I simultaneously thank Him mm -hmm. for what I have. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I'm thankful for where I'm at, and I'm thankful for where God's taken me. Because, yeah. again... You know, we talked about how contentment is rooted in humility, right? Mm -hmm. And God promotes the humble. God elevates the humble. He, those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm -hmm. um, Serena says, being content with where I'm at doesn't mean I'm complacent. I'm always needing to believe for mm -hmm. more while being content every step along the way. Yeah. She, she has a way of saying things in two sentences that takes me like five minutes to, to say. She's but, great. Yeah. But, but that's the truth. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. Well, pride comes before the fall. Mm -hmm. So if we don't want to fall, but we want to increase, mm -hmm. well, the opposite of pride is humility. Yeah. That's what it's, it's just, it's the basics. Yeah. It's the basics. Yeah. Yeah. We need to humble ourselves be, because 
when we humble ourselves, obviously when, when we humble ourselves, we'll be exalted. But mm -hmm. when we humble ourselves, it puts us in a position where we can give thanks no matter what's going on around us. Right. I can be in prison and just say, thanks be to God who always leads me to triumph. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that Second Corinthians 2.14, thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. God is always leading us to triumph. Mm -hmm. And if I'm being led by God, I'm always going into triumph. Yeah. So my situation, I have no reason to complain about it if yeah. I'm being led because I'm only going to triumph. I'm yeah. only going to have victory over this. Yeah. Every situation is an opportunity. Put this in the comments. Yeah. Every situation, or how about this? Every seemingly un... Ah, I messed that up. Um, there's a good way to say this, and it's going to yes. be really good. You've got it. J just put this. Every circumstance, or every opportunity, every circumstance... Oh, man, it fell apart all of a sudden. Every circumstance is an opportunity for increase. Yeah. Everything I face is an opportunity yeah. to grow. You had something. Oh, I was just thinking, going back to where we started, mm -hmm. Paul was in prison. Yeah. And he wasn't, well, I missed the ball, beating yeah. himself up mm -hmm. of, yeah. God's always bringing me to increase, and now I'm in prison. Yeah. Dang it. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, this is a situation for increase. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm God is bringing me from victory to victory. Yeah. I'm going to have victory in prison. Like yeah. he just, uh, just kidding. Well, <laughs> I was going to say something. Guys, comment now. <laughs> mm -hmm. wink. Um, wink, wink. He knew that he was in a situation. <gasps> Joni, good job. 100th comment. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. Um, Joni, you just had our 100th comment. Good well job, Joni. You can claim your gift at right here. What's right.com yes. slash gift. Yes, it should be right there at some point. It'll, it'll come up. It'll be fine. But uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Paul in prison. He was oh, yeah. praising God because mm -hmm. every yeah. situation is mm -hmm. a situation for victory. And what happened when Paul and Silas were in prison? There it was. What happened when Paul and Silas were in Good night. I have like bubbles coming up. What happened when they were in prison yeah. and they th gave thanks to God? Yeah. Doors open up, chains fall off, they walk out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or they they didn't walk out, but the pri the jailer got saved and his whole family, you know? Yeah. Like it like you you see all of this. Paul yeah. wasn't phased by his situation. I love I love the testimony of Paul. See when Paul say when people say like, well, you know, Paul struggled, he suffered in life. He yeah. like he faced a lot of persecution yeah but but picture this this is paul he's in prison saying this is a good thing people are getting saved he's in prison saying i can do all things through christ who strengthens me like yeah. this is paul who's been delivered from prison in the past you know yeah. and his best pal peter was delivered from prison in the past you know yeah. he recognized that he that god was leading him to victory and so he's declaring all these things he's confessing them in his mm -hmm. letters and then uh, a coup rises up against him where people want to want to kill him mm -hmm. and uh, the the head Roman is like, I'm going to send a hundred soldiers to personally escort you. Recognize, like, he, th this Roman yeah. guy is paying all these soldiers to personally escort Paul to, yeah. to you know, out of, into safety. Yeah. So he's escorting Paul, and then they get on the ship, right? And they're on their way to, uh, to, to Rome, where Paul has been eagerly waiting to go to Rome and praying yeah. to go to Rome. Yeah. And he's getting a free ticket on a ship to Rome. The, yeah. the ship 
starts getting crazy, weather's horrible. Yeah. Paul takes over the ship, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, if you guys would have listened to me, this we wouldn't be in this mess, but an angel told me that we'll be fine, so everyone, yeah. let's eat a meal, calm down, and... Okay, now that we're eating, everyone bow your heads, let's pray. Yeah. He's literally leading the ship, uh, and he's saying, we're going to be shipwrecked, but no one's going to die. It's going to be fine. They get shipwrecked, and and now that they're shipwrecked, they want to kill all the prisoners, but, but... no, they didn't do it because of Paul. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like the the head guy is like, I don't want to kill everyone because Paul's here, and then and yeah. then they get on the on this island. Paul gets bitten by a poisonous snake, doesn't die. Yeah. And then everyone looks at him like he's a god. They start giving him all these gifts. Yeah. He heals people. He heals like the head guy's son. And they're yeah. giving him these gifts and giving him all these blessings and all these things. And we're like, oh, you know, Paul, Paul struggled in life. You <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, he was beaten to death. But then he just popped up and then just walked walked into the next city. You know, yeah. he faced persecution. But no matter what he faced, he considered it pure joy. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what James says? Yeah. Consider your pure joy, brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Yeah. Why? Because it's producing something. Yeah. It's producing fruit. It's not wasted time. Mm-hmm. There is no... I want to say this right. Yeah. There is no... There's no wasted time mm-hmm. when you're being obedient to God. Yeah. Put that in the comments. There is no yeah. wasted time when you're being obedient to God. Every moment, if you're walking mm-hmm. in obedience, there's no time that that's just wasted. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be going through this. I need to get to the next part. No. What yeah. God is doing in your life now, there's a purpose and a point mm-hmm. to it. So there's no wasted time when you're being obedient. Yeah. yeah. And if he had been in those situations and said, well, this is just a valley for me, mm-hmm. yeah. would he have had the victory that he mm-hmm. had? Would he have had the increase? Would any Would those people mm-hmm. be saved? Yeah. If he had looked at his situation, instead of looking at God mm-hmm. and the promises God had made him, if he looked at his situation and said, well, this is a valley. Let me just wait it out until I'm out of prison, and then I'll continue what God's told me to do. No. No, because that's discontentment, too. Yeah. You know, it's, this is just a yeah. waste. When I get out of here, it'll be fine. But mm-hmm. no, no, this, there's no wasted time. We need yeah. to be, uh, put, put, the, put these three, three keys in the comments that we've been talking about today. Keys to increase. One, contentment. Godliness with contentment is a means of great gain. Mm-hmm. Two, faith. You know, the biblical evidence of faith is rest. When we're resting, we're praising. Yeah. Uh, when we're praising, we're producing. Yeah. Um, and which three is praise and thanksgiving. Yeah. So put those in the comments. Contentment, um, keys to increase. Contentment, faith, and thanksgiving. And, and those are guaranteed ways to increase. It's guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. Yeah. And uh, do you have anything you want to add on top of that? Nope. Right. I think we hit it. Yeah, this has been good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. To, uh, like, God is so faithful. God is so mm-hmm. good. Um, guys, we sow this broadcast into you, and we want to give you an opportunity uh, just to partner with this broadcast. Yeah. It's, it's a free broadcast. We don't require anything from you, but we want to give you an opportunity to partner with this broadcast, to partner with this word and with this message. Yeah. So if you want to, you can give to giveww.com. You can go there. We got Cash App. We got Facebook. You can On Facebook, you can type hashtag donate. You can text to give. Um, we have different other ways that you can give, uh, PayPal, uh, cryptocurrency. We got all those things set up. Yeah. Um, but we will, we just want to encourage you. If God is putting it in your spirit 
to, to just sow a seed, yeah. then sow a seed. Um, be led, because that's what we were talking about today. Make sure you're being led. Don't give out of compulsion, but give mm-hmm. out of obedience. And when you give out yeah. of obedience, you're giving in love yeah. and you're giving in faith. And that's where increase comes. So do you want to pray for, the, for those who sow today? Yeah. Lord, thank you that you give seed to the sower. Thank you for putting on people's hearts what they should sow today. And thank you for blessing it, for pressing it down, shaking it together. Thank you that it is running over. Thank you that they see a harvest, Lord. And thank you just, thank you for your blessing on their lives. And thank you that this word today, it takes root in their lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And let it be pressed down, shaken together, and pouring over into their laps. Father, thank you for the increase that's going to come on the lives of our viewers today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Thank you, Priscilla, for for giving that gift. And thank you to anyone else who who is sowing today. We just want you to know that we love you guys. We praise God for you. And uh, we are excited to see you tomorrow. Guys, this is going to be a great day We will see you tomorrow at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. But before we hop off, we want to let you know, Evangelist Ankit Rambabu is going to be here uh, April 11th to 14th. Uh, We're actually really excited for this series of meetings. They're going to be powerful. April 11th to 14th here at Boomerang Church, Albemarle, North Carolina at 6.30 p.m., We want to encourage you guys to be here for these meetings. They're going to be powerful. They're going to be awesome. Mm. Um, I mean, he had like millions of souls won to the kingdom under his ministry. And uh, miracles, signs, wonders. It's going to be a powerful time. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) We'll see you. We'll see you guys tomorrow uh, at 1130 for Lunch Plus. Love you guys.